It is the Chicagoverse United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at ChicagoverseUnited.com. This week, recording again out of the Music Garage, Chicago's professional music rehearsal space and home of the Dynasty Podcast Network. You can check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. This week, I'm joined by Aubin Beth and Will Scott of Rep Your Scene. Aubin and Will, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Fantastic. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for coming up here. Sure. It's a great place. Anytime. It's my first time meeting both of you and having you on the podcast, so it's very cool. We're going to talk tonight about a bunch of stuff you guys have going on, and it kind of all centers around Rep Your Scene. And let's start with kind of the most basic intro question possible. Like, what is Rep Your Scene for anyone who doesn't know? Well, Rep Your Scene, I guess the tagline we're using is Rep Your Scene is a movement. So pretty much it was founded on the idea that us as a band have noticed that the music scene in Chicago has gotten really cluttered and overcrowded, and I think it's really confusing. And there's a ton of bands and a ton of venues and a zillion shows every night, and everybody always complains that, oh, the scene is dying, and, and we know that's not the case because we definitely have fans that come out, and there's, you know, there's a ton of loyal Chicago music lovers out there. I just think it got to the point where... Um, People feel that there's too much, and so there's there's still a ton of fans. They just aren't sure where to go or who to listen to because it's just gotten so cluttered. So Rep Your Scene is kind of what we're considering a movement to try and streamline the industry, so to try and find the bands that really do work hard and deserve to get noticed and, and kind of put a spotlight on them and find the venues that do a great job of you know bringing the atmosphere to the fans and making sure that First and foremost, the fans have a great time. So we're just trying to bring all that together and really put Chicago back on the map for a premier music scene. And it's really kind of about curation, it sounds like, where that's kind of the double-edged sword, I think, of the Internet age for music, where it's easier than ever for people to be able to access your music, but it's harder than ever to stand out because there's a billion and a half other bands on the web. Absolutely, and it's funny because when it first came out, I think... All of us musicians were like, oh my gosh, this is great. Not only do we have a way to get our music out there to everybody, but we can do it freely. But like you said, I mean, as soon as we had that opportunity to get it out there, everybody Everyone jumped on the does. bandwagon. So, yeah. I mean, how does your tweet stand out from anybody else's tweet? Or your, you know, like my page stand out from anybody else's? And I think it's almost harmed us all in a way that now everybody's like not going to follow anyone as opposed to follow everyone. You know, it's getting oversaturated. It's also kind of made bands lazier, I guess you could say. Um, Gone are the days of, you know, going to the show and and meeting people and handing out your flyers or or just being a a part of the scene, going to other people's shows. Everyone thinks it's just, you know, you can only get made, you can get huge by just sitting at home and sitting on Facebook, you know, sitting on on your Twitter, on your MySpace, what have you, and, and just engaging your fans in that way. And that really took the focus away from your scene and, and put it more nationally, which in the short term, when it first began, was, was really liberating, but then it really took took away from what was going on regionally and locally um, on that type of level. It, it, people kind of, they just started to stay more in their homes as a culture and, and, um, and, and ran their band that way instead of like really trying to to make something of the scene that you came from and make it in the scene where you belong, I guess. Everybody yeah. started to be known by their usernames. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. I think that that's a really valid kind of concern to have. And I think it does, it helps in some ways, and it certainly hurts in a lot of other ways. 
Uh, so I think this is a very cool thing. Looking at this project, was it kind of your idea, the two of you? Or yeah. was it a larger kind of conglomerate? I mean, it, we it, try and post stuff like from our Facebook page or tell people about bands that we're really psyched about. But, you know, a lot of times, sometimes that looks like self-promotion or whatever. So we're always, sure. Will came up with the tagline that we would post a video of a band that we liked or whatever, and he would put like, hashtag rep your scene. And so one night, like... Amongst rep other things. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. Rep whatever it was that I thought was funny right. at the time. Right, right, right. Rep your Chicago rep Bulls. Eastbound what, and down. And then right, Aubin, yeah. Aubin kind of ran with the rep right. part I, of like, it. I think I sent him, like, a Facebook inbox at, like, 1.30 in the morning one night, like, what is this rep your scene that you post? And he's like, you know, like, rep your music scene. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I have this epiphany. And then yeah. we just kind of ran with the idea of what to do with it. So. I know. I, nice. At least at least personally, and you know, I'll speak for myself here, I know Obbins is very similar, but we, I mean, we've been in the Chicago music scene for almost 10 years now. And I, you know, I, 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 when I came up with it, it was like the whole Northwest suburban, like, eruption of music that came like Fall Out Boy and uh, the Academy is... Um, like plain white tees, like that's sure. what was going that on. Like wave. Alistair, yeah. that whole wave is what we came in on, basically. And like I would go to shows. Like my first show ever in in the scene was like was like Punchline. I want to say Spitalfield and Five Hundred Four Plan at Knights of Columbus, and there was about at least thirty to forty kids in there. And that you know it grew from there into something that like they don't even book shows really at nights anymore because it became such a such a staple to the music scene and just got overcrowded and kind of moved back towards the city but that whole scene that whole sense of community is is what I got into the music industry about and I know I mean, it's pretty similar and everyone in our band was the same and that had kind of disappeared lately and that's what we've been missing and craving and we really want to bring back that sense of community by doing this and um, and that's really the the whole that's you know the, the selfish part of it is that we want that feeling that we kind of had of of knowing that you belong to that community of musicians and, and bands I guess yeah I think when we transitioned to the web presence we lost that personal connection that bands used to have with fans because there was no backstage at the nights and there was there's no right. backstage at you know Bee Kitchen where you can just hide out from everybody mm-hmm. like. People need to stop focusing on playing these jumbo venues and getting the big eyes on you. And it's more about building that relationship with your fans and making sure they have a great time. You know, it does seem like, especially if you're looking at kind of the, and I'm using this term very broadly, like pop punk, pop rock, the bands that are kind of following in the wake of like all the bands you mentioned, like Fall Out Boy, Spitalfield, all those kind of, that scene has seemed to diminish in the Mm -hmm. Chicago music. Absolutely. You know, when I go out, to I do a lot of like broadcasts at like DJ events. Some of them are like all ages or 18 plus. It seems like all kids want to go to now is DJ events. They want to go mm-hmm. to dubstep mm-hmm. parties. Um, it's it's not the way that it used to be where kids were going to see bands like Spitalfield and stuff like that. I mean, is that kind of what you're we, seeing? We've definitely noticed that. They, I mean, music evolves over time, whether it be cyclical or, or whatever you might have it, but it... it Music has moved away from the garage, you know, rock, pop punk kind of sound. And there are more electronic elements. And I think part of what happened in Chicago was a lot of those bands kind of refused to go along with that. You know, they were kind of set in their ways and they had developed that sound and and they had seen great, you know, worldwide success with that music. And they're like, well, if they did it, you know, we can do it. And then nobody kind of evolved with it I mean there was a you know a few bands we we you know we had a a rash of like indie bands come out of it but 
kind of the thing that that we're starting to at least you know from from the band that we play in Faraday, um, we've embraced the technology side of it and all in the new music that we have coming out, and while still keeping the rock sensibility that we came up in. And we're looking for bands that kind of do the same thing, you know, that bridge the, the two ends of, of what you're describing, you know, with the technology and the DJ and the dubstep, but also still have that rock side of it. And, you know, we, we're, we're looking for bands that work hard to work with us, but we're looking for bands that are making great music at the same time. And, and that's really, that's what we've been noticing, at least from, from who we work with and the way that we work as well. You know, you mentioned the bands you're working with, and that was something I wanted to ask you about, is who are some of the bands that are involved in this movement that you guys are currently working with or maybe, like, looking to reach out to? Well, our first show um, is with some of our good friends, Gold House, which is uh, Grant and some other friends of ours that were formerly Breathe Electric. This is Mm -hmm. their first show under the name Gold House. So we're really excited about that because, you know, Grant's been in the music scene for a really long time as Breathe Electric, and he's really evolved his sound. And he's changed his name to Gold House because he's really evolved his sound so much that he feels that not only is his music different, but his fan base might start to evolve. And we're all getting older together, so we felt that it was that appropriate change. We're also playing with Stamps, which has Bob Morris from The Hush Sound in it. uh, And, you know, we actually just worked with Mark McCluskey, uh, our producer who worked with Stamps as well, and we're releasing actually really similar sounding music together. So while Hush Sound, or excuse me, not Hush Sound, Stamps was like really an indie sounding band, they're starting to move more toward like the dancier side of themselves and and so are we so like we're interested in playing with bands for this first show at least that are doing similar things and then famous like you um davy carlson for and them, sure. they're they're good friends they used to be as well. a kidnapping color yep absolutely yeah. so yeah i mean all of us have really been around for a while and we're all obviously all four bands trying to do something new and relevant and that's not to say for future shows that you know we're exclusively looking for that it's just you know this show it was all kind of we all sonically Worked and yeah, and one of the main things that we we kind of hated about the shows that were going on is bookers would just book based on how many people would draw, not necessarily yes. putting right. a bill together of like-minded bands that might have a similar fan base. So one of the big things that we're looking for in the shows that we put on, I mean, not every show is going to be you know Faraday with a bunch of other people. We'll have different types of shows that feature that style of music and, and not just trying to throw together however many people we can throw together in a room, but try to give like a whole... Um, experience, I guess, of, of whatever genre it is that we're trying to, to portray and, and get across that on that evening. It's so true, though. I mean, there are so many bills and events, and it's not just live bands, it's DJ. I mean, right. just the, the, the live music experience in general is so much now based around how many Twitter followers do you have, how much do you draw, how many hits do you get, and they just look at numbers. Right. And it's like, as long as the numbers are big, they're not worried about who's going to work on a bill together. Absolutely. And that's you know, it does make for kind of a diminishing event. You might have a lot of people there, but it's not the same as going to see three or four bands that really work together and sound, you know, have a, a common sound. So. Right. One of the things we, we always ask our fans, like, what makes you want to come out to a show? And, and proportionately, it always seemed like a great bill. You know, it wasn't just to see that one band. They like to see several bands. Like if you're spending 10, 15, you know, however many dollars, you don't just want to see that one band and then leave. I mean, that's that's kind of where the music scene went. You would kind of go and support your friends or, you know, whoever you liked at the time. And then the other bands were just kind of there and you weren't really into them. They weren't really your thing. And then you'd always end up leaving. And, and we're trying to produce a show and, and an environment that, that makes people want to stick around and watch every band and, and actually, you know, 
they'll have a propensity to like the band more so if it's a similar genre, a similar similar kind of aesthetic. And uh, that's really kind of what spurned right. a lot of this. There's like so much stigma attached to playing first and now even playing last on a yeah. lineup. Because what stinks is now, like Will said, people come out to see one specific band or help out your buddy and like be a tally on that on that card. And that like is so disheartening as musicians, so disheartening as a fan of music to show up and and only come for one show. So we're trying to make like, quote unquote, a bill of headliners. So like Famous Like You is playing first on Saturday. Are they an opening band in like right. this? Absolutely not. And we're playing second. I mean, so we're trying to build a culture where you come at the beginning and you stay till the end because it's four or five bands that you absolutely would love to see. And even if you've never heard of them before, like we've got like the first 75 people that come are going to get a concert t-shirt that come to our show on Saturday. Like when's the last time you got a concert t-shirt from a local bell? So I don't know. We're trying to create the environment where you come, you spend the night there at the venue. And that's also good for the venue. Like they're going to want to host our shows because people are going to be, you know, eating and drinking there and having an experience and not just showing up for the sake of it. I think you just nailed it with that word experience. That's what it is. It's not just a stop on your night. Like, okay, we'll go at dinner. We'll stop at Beat Kitchen for 20 minutes, see whoever, right. and then yeah. we're going to go get some drinks and meet up. It's like, that's your night. Yeah. And I think that that is kind of lacking. Are you guys going to be, when you're doing this, is this something that's going to focus, you know, exclusively on Chicago talent? Or if you're like, you know what, this band from Portland or this band from Milwaukee would really fit in this bill, let's include them. Or is it just kind of like really strengthening our local scene in our backyard? No, I think we would be more than welcoming to having talent outside of Chicago come in. I mean, like Punchline is good friends of ours, and they're from um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. So, I mean, anytime somebody would like to come into town and play on a local bill, we're more than happy to do that. I mean, this isn't like an exclusive Chicago only stay out everybody yeah, else yeah, thing. We're just we're just looking to put Chicago back on the map and it part starts of that, with Chicago. Right, right. It starts with Chicago, but part of that is not only just having exclusive Chicago bills, but like building up the scene. So if like somebody from Portland were to come in and play on a rep your scene show, they're gonna see that there's a million people at that show having a great time and that builds a reputation in Chicago. So maybe they'll go back to Portland and tell people like this Chicago's is where the scene is booming. Yeah. So yeah, sure. absolutely oh, we're more than welcome to other people. Not to uh, mention, it would be great to have a, a rep your seat in New York, rep your seat right. in Boston. We, we have so. every aspiration of taking over this yeah. country, at least with, with repping of <laughs> scenes and whatnot. You know, something you kind of touched on was the suburban side of things. And it does seem like there's, especially now, really like a pretty big divide between the suburban scene where you have like what I'm going to call kind of the Mojo's crowd mm-hmm. and the Mojo's bands. And then you have the downtown Chicago venue bands. And I'm not saying one is better than the other, but it really feels like it's kind of like two separate playgrounds. Right. Is that something you guys are looking to maybe like bridge that gap a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, I'm actually talking with Dirty Nellies in Palatine right now about doing possibly our next Rep Scene show. And if not our next one, we will definitely have a show there because like it really seems like, like Will was saying, there's no more nights. You know, you don't really find too many venues uh, that you can play at the at Elk Grove but it's it's not the luster that it used to have right so we would love to I mean we're from the suburbs so yeah. we know that there's a great fan base out in the suburbs and most of our shows that we play in the city are suburban people coming downtown to see us so I mean we love playing in the city it's a great place there's tons of great venues but we would absolutely love to span out because the Chicago music scene is not limited to Chicago city limits. right yeah and then and, you know the high school crowd that you often get in the suburbs is such a great audience to have. They're enthusiastic. Absolutely. They're, you know, maybe going to their first concert, their second concert. It's like, that's a crowd you really want to 
get at your shows. So right. I think that that's a really good focus. And I, I think where the disconnect happened was that the high school crowd, and I'm <laughs> I'm speaking of a big brother of a high school of a high school kid. Mm-hmm. Um, they they've embraced the technological side of music more so than the musicians have in Chicago. Yeah. So I think what has happened out in the suburbs, at least, is they're still doing the whole you know garage punk rock thing because there's you know there's those bands are a dime a dozen right now, but there aren't many bands bringing them that technological experience. Like I I can think you know just to name like a band like Skrillex when they came into town sold out show everyone was there everyone was talking about it because that was really the only thing from at least a dubstep, you know, electronic dance thing that was going on. And and at least from the high school side of it, those kids were excited about that because that's, that's what's going on right now. Yeah. And um, a lot of people haven't embraced it. And those shows aren't really happening in the suburbs right now. When, you know, when we are able to bring that out there, I think we'll be able to re-engage high school, which, you know, such a humongous market because there's not you know you can't go out and drink yeah. <laughs> there's so much you you can't do when you're in high school and right. and they need a music scene like that it used to be you know because that's every friday night it didn't matter what was going on there was a show somewhere you could just go you knew everybody that that was the scene and and that that needs to come back and that's you know one of the big things we're aiming for no absolutely i think that's really important i remember i was in high school maybe a million years ago <laughs> um you know and uh, literally every week i was going to see either Kilhanna or local age at the right. metro and I knew people there, I knew the venue folks, I knew the door folks, like, I think that that's totally important to have, whether you're a high school music fan or even as an adult. The Rep Your Scene Showcase is happening this Saturday, it's kind of like the kickoff event. Yep. You've kind of run down, but it's February 25th, this Saturday, uh, it's featuring Goldhouse, Stamps, your band Faraday, and Famous Like You. And I think that's like, that's a really strong bill though, you know. Yeah, we're really psyched about it. To launch with, what's going to be happening there aside from the band's playing? Are you going to have any kind of like interactions or anything? Or yeah, we're, we've got meet and greets set up, so all the fans are going to be able to meet people from every single band. I'll have a schedule that I'll post this week um, of when I know that Grant from Breathe Electric is going to be at, from doors at five thirty until six when the music starts. So get there early so you can meet Grant, and yeah. uh, everybody's going to be willing to sign and pretty much just hang out. We're just all about building the community up again. So like I said, we'll have. You know, free T-shirts, so all the band's names will be on the back, the venue, the date. And we're just trying to build some pride in the community. Like That is awesome, man. Yeah. Um, and Grant from Goldhouse is going to be on this podcast. I'm going to be interviewing him at your show. Oh, great. And that'll come out after the event before his album release. So I'm looking forward to talking with him because he's another one who I've never interviewed. And now Goldhouse is just that name is really blowing up. Right. So I think that's awesome. What's on deck for Rep Your Scene kind of beyond this Saturday? Like, are you already looking at follow-ups for this event? Or are you going to be maybe branching into other things that aren't shows? Or yeah, what I, happens next? Well, I was really looking at doing like four to six shows this year. And not necessarily having Faraday on all of them. You know, some of them will, some of them won't. But like I said, our next show, I'm looking at hopefully doing it Dirty Nollies. Um, it's a great venue if you haven't been there. They've got like a venue room. They've got an upstairs bar, downstairs bar. They do have all-ages shows um, in their venue room. So that's just a great place. We're really looking at um, doing represent shows at places that don't just offer basically an outdoor concert with a roof over it. We want to have an experience for the fans. So maybe you can get food, maybe you can get drinks, maybe there's some place you could go and actually hear your friends talk about the music and not just you yeah. know, be in that overcrowded, sweaty concert room. So yeah, we'll have um, a few more shows this year. 
other than that, we're just really trying, we're going to build up our website and hopefully do some like featured artists, featured venues, and just try and build up the scene as much as we can. One thing that we're, we're really going to start focusing on is um, obviously, you know, when we're doing four to six shows a year, there are more shows that happen in Chicago throughout. And we really want to try to showcase and find a way for fans to find those other shows that at least we endorse those feel as, as bringing pride to the scene and being worth your money, your time, your effort to get out to them. And that will be at too cuz mm-hmm. we go to a ton of, of shows course, yes. and yeah. so So we're lo- you know we're look we're trying to find you know we're, we're we want everyone to kind of at least from a band standpoint, whenever you promote a show on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, go with the hashtag rep your scene and then we're hoping that you can just search that in Twitter and then you can see what shows you know it kind of it it it's an amalgamation of everything that's going on and you can kind of a one-stop shop for everything that's going on in Chicago at that moment. And, you know, from bands, it'll help you to promote your music in in a different way and aligning with someone who really cares strongly about developing the scene because we're not aligned with any venue. You know, the only only thing we're trying to do is is push Chicago up. So, um, you know, everybody promote your your show by using the Rep Your Scene tag. It's a great way for people to search and find all of the shows that are going on because there really is an index. Yeah, it's like an right. index. We're just looking to streamline because yeah. it's so crazy. So if you have one place that you can go that you can see what's going on, we would love to know how to do that. There's we try and go to shows all the time, and we can never figure out besides sorting through like your you know 800 Facebook events. Yeah, yeah. If they made a Facebook event, so it it's hard for us, and we're within the scene. So so many people just, don't even do that, and it's just it's just mind blowing. Right. What's going on next with Faraday? I think I saw something online about you guys are going to be releasing some new songs. You're playing some new songs this Saturday. What's happening there? Um, we just wrapped up working with Mark McCausley. Like I said, um, we did two singles, and we are releasing them through Modern Short Stories, which is an independent label based out of Pittsburgh. Run by the guys at Punchline. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, <laughs> good buddy, Hey, Punchline. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so we finished up those two songs, and we had a meeting last night that Will attended about uh, building a music video for our yeah, first we, release. Uh, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to debut the songs in, live on, on Saturday. Um, we, we don't have yet a, uh, a, a debut for date for when we'll be, you know, have these on iTunes and ready for sale. We still have a couple more marketing things to work out and music video and all that stuff, but the actual debut, the first time anybody's going to hear any of them will be this Saturday when we play them. Mm-hmm. Big things happening with Rep Your Scene and Faraday. Will and Aubin, thank you guys so much for letting us know about all of it, and I'm going to be definitely checking this out. I'm looking forward to seeing everything that's going to happen, and please feel free to keep me involved and informed with everything that's going on. I'll do my best to I'll get the word out as well. Absolutely. Thanks oh, for having yeah. us. Absolutely. Thank you. This has been the Chicago First United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. Thanks to Aubin Beth and Will Scott of Rep Your Scene and Faraday for being on the show this week. Dynasty Podcast is recorded at the Music Garage in Chicago. You can check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. You can find past episodes of the Chicago First United Audio Podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with Pete Wentz, Mark Rose, the Felix Culpa, into it, over it, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at dynastypodcast.tumblr.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.